0: And it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 41, recorded Friday, April 29th, 2011. Today's episode is called All the Right Moves. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Maverick and Michael Wild are here getting ready to do some super, super nerdy Splunk talking. Let's do this! On, talk, Maverick, one of these days, I just hope that you take a video of me air guitaring to this stuff and then post it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, well, we're we're I'm working on that. One of these days, because that's what I I do. I have you walking down the stairs or taking the elevator. You did that one time where you pretend like you're going down an elevator, Uh, and I have that. But but, like in Austin Powers. Yeah, but we need. Yeah, but you weren't naked or anything, and we need to have the air conditioner. Oh, that's right. He was naked. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'd put that. <laughs> yeah, in the baby, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, baby. How you doing? Uh, Where are you at? I'm doing great. I'm in Austin, Texas, and my my name is Michael Wilde. And some people call me the Splunk Ninja. Ooh, I know Ooh. what I'm going to talk about later. Okay, we'll save that for later. Okay, who are you? There, I Maver- you.
1: I just, this is Maverick in Dallas. Located in Dallas, Texas,
0: and I'm uh, very great to be here today. You know what? I think I'm gonna make an auto tuned theme for you, Maverick, like my ringtone I made for you. So auto tune, yeah. Oh. You know, like it's mad. Isn't it like old? Like like auto tune is gone. Didn't
1: someone rap about that's already over? Or is it like with Rebecca? Rebecca?
0: Oh my god! Re- whatever, Re- Rebecca Black black the parodies coming out of that thing are awesome especially (laughs) if you want to see the funniest stuff ever just look for rucka rucka Ali. that dude's comedy videos about he does parody. this guy we'll get this plug dog in a second rucka rucka Ali. he's a comedian out of new york brooklyn and he does uh parody songs you know you know like weird al he does parody songs right yeah. But these are nice. Okay. <laughs> these are funny. These are not safe for work. Yeah. These are also not. not. These are the ones that you think twice. They're on YouTube about favoriting because, you know, someone's probably going to subscribe to your favorite feed I and they're going to know, oh, wild favorite of that one. So, well,
1: thanks a lot for telling me about something I can't do now. I appreciate that.
0: Oh, well. Dude, we don't have an outbound web proxy, so go to town, man. Hey, blue coat salesperson, stay away. Stay away. (laughs) I don't want to be tracked. Exactly. All righty. Let's get this thing started, man. Let's get this thing started? How do we we usually do that? You push that button. Or do we push this button? No, no, no. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Who's getting started? Am I getting started? you, actually, yeah, I have a
1: question for you. I'm going to give you a question here that oh, I got. No. Um, this uh, this uh, I'm not ready. Says, Hold on, I'm not ready. Oh come on, you're ready. You're Just ready. Give me a
0: second. <sighs> okay.
1: Okay. This user, right. <laughs> this user said, "You ready? Okay." This user says,
0: "Says crap.
1: I have Splunk installed on the root volume and it's running out of space. Oh my god! Can I move my Splunk install? I'm really worried. What should I do?"
0: Oh, I got an interesting little story later on, the root, I, I yeah, I got a story I'm going to share about this with you later on. Okay. Yeah, in in what might be stupid things that happened this week's session. <laughs> 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 but anyways, for <laughs> the person who asked this question, <clears throat> you are you happen to not be in the stupid things segment, okay? <laughs> but anyways, so this is this happens from time to time. So, you know, let's say you install Splunk. <clears throat> And there's, there's two different scenarios. Well, I'm going to talk about Unix and I'm going to talk about Windows. But let's just leave them separate for now. Okay. So um, when you install Splunk, a lot of times you install it on a drive because, you know, you don't know how much log data you're going to put in and you're really not too concerned. Splunk doesn't give you – when you install it, it doesn't give you some big red flag that says, you must have 800 gigs free, right? It just yeah. lets you install it because it figures, well, you'll deal with it. Um. So Splunk installs it wherever you install let's let's say for example it installs it in the root volume okay in the opt directory on Linux okay mm-hmm. and um, you know it's an opt Splunk and everything's being stored under there and maybe your root volume a lot of times the root volume on Linux is not huge uh you know maybe it's 40 gigs or Fifty gigs or four gigs. That's a that's that's for the
1: <laughs> that's, that's more that's more like it. 40.
0: Ah, four gigs is for the stupid session later. But let's say oh, forty okay. let's say a guys has got a forty gig volume, okay? okay. And yeah, he's now at thirty eight gigs. He's getting worried. Matter of fact, maybe Splunk is um maybe a red message is coming up saying, Hey, we've paused indexing because you need to get less than two gigs. Uh you need to get more than two gigs free. So what he, what I, I gave him two pieces of advice. I said, you could do one of two things. Either of them is going to require you to edit a config file. Okay. So um, there's a file in the Splunk home directory, which is usually slash opt slash Splunk. Okay. You could install it somewhere else, but wherever Splunk is installed in the Etsy directory under there, Splunk mm-hmm. home slash Etsy, called Splunk launch.conf, C O N F. And in there, there should be just a couple of little variables set or little uh, settings. Like stanzas. 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 Right. One of them says Splunk home. So Splunk home equals, it'll probably say opt Splunk. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another one that's commented out, and it'll say pound. Pound is a comment. Um, Splunk underscore DB is opt Splunk. Uh, var lib splunk or it might say dollar splunk underscore home var lib splunk okay so down it go ahead when you say in lib you mean lib like a lib i I say lib but Uh some people say lib lib okay i say lib because it means library but that's that's, library lib okay so just go look at this file if you ever consider moving your splunk around now um this file contains the settings for when splunk launches it tells the system where where its home directory is and where its databases are. If it's it's commented out when you install it because it we already know it's already sort of defaulting. It's, yeah. it's defaulted, yeah. Um, but if you wanted to move that, if you wanted to to move your Splunk install, you could do one of two things. First, under every circumstance, stop your Splunk server. Do not attempt to move it while it's running. Okay most people this is sort of a no-brainer like yeah wild i know but it's good to remind you to stop it okay second (laughs) um move your splunk install you can do this by moving the entire opt splunk directory to another volume in this case uh, and if you did that which is cool you know just move it and then edit that uh splunk home slash etsy slash splunk launch dot com file and change the splunk home directory maybe it's now slash mount slash splunk yeah okay or wherever yeah cool right maybe you set it to that this person said you know i'd like to keep splunk installed in the op directory but i want the data storage uh part of it moved and i said okay Then what you should do is on your new volume create a directory matter of fact create a directory that tells you what's in it like Splunk Data, for example. We create a directory called Splunk Data, maybe mount slash Splunk Data. And then go back into your opt Splunk Etsy Splunk launch.conf directory, hit, look for that line that's commented out where it says Splunk DB, okay? And change that to slash Splunk Data, okay? If you move all your stuff in there, okay? But you gotta make sure you move what's in opt Splunk var lib Splunk, Okay, All the stuff that's under that directory, you're going to need to move to move your whole data storage uh, part of Splunk. Now, don't get worried, because if you screw this up, you still have your existing data store, okay? Yeah. Uh, it'll be fine. Um, then go ahead and start Splunk up. Everything should work. Everything should work just fine. If it doesn't, likely you forgot to comment out the config file, and it might restart, re- uncomment the config file. It might restart Splunk and keep writing the stuff back into Op Splunk. Okay, so that's pretty easy to do. Now, what if you're on Windows? Okay, well, so on Windows, <laughs> um, there's a slight little... That problem. But um, since Windows uses the registry to store information about the services, like mm-hmm. Splunk D and Splunk Web... Okay, yeah, awesome. There's my uh, lovely phone. Um uh, Windows uses Splunk, uh, the registry to define the services, okay? So if you take and just stop Splunk and move your whole program file Splunk around, when you try to start up the services, they're not gonna work, okay? So what I've seen people do is take uh, and reinstall Splunk on that new volume, like uninstall and reinstall. If you uninstall it, it's fine. It's not gonna delete your data store or any of your logs. But... Um, They've uninstalled it and uh, reinstalled it, and then they move all their config files and stuff over. But honestly, I wouldn't monkey around with that. I would just take and move the Splunk data store like I talked about before, okay? Maybe you have a new volume the F drive, for example. Make a data directory there, just like you did on Linux called Splunk data, and then take that c colon backslash program files backslash Splunk, var, libs, Splunk, var, libs, db splunk right sorry yeah right um move that whole thing onto that new volume and do the same deal edit the splunk dash launch.com in program file splunk etsy should be cool start up your services when you start it up when you start services up in windows you won't actually see splunk checking to see it won't check the indexes okay yeah but you can run um you can run from program file Splunk bin. You can say Splunk start, what is it? No, um, Splunk start dash no demon, D-A-E-M-O-N. And it'll start Splunk up in command line mode if you're worried. That way you can see the whole startup process. So look cool, in the huh? docs on no daemon, but there's a way to get, there's actually a way to start Splunk up and in sort of command line mode so you can kind of see all that going uh, even if you're not going to use services so You'll see it to the screen. It'll show you. Yeah, it'll dump it to the screen and sometimes it's a good thing, you know Uh, Very very cool. So there you go. That's the that's what you could do and you know I don't blame anybody for running out of disk space Although there was a situation later where I'm going to blame someone so (laughs) what? Maverick's got a question. I know it because it's written down for me to read That's right um it says, I'm indexing my IIS logs to perform web analytics. Awesome. But I noticed the timestamps are in GMT. Greenwich Mean Time. This is okay, but it shows events happening into the future now. I tried setting the time zone option in my time zone, but it does not seem to work at all. Can one of you or the Splunk Talk guys help me out? Help me. Help, help me. me. Out. Help me. Actually, yeah, this is uh, this is an
1: interesting one because... Um, um, uh, because of dealing with IIS logs and it's on Windows. And um, usually, typically, the it is in GMT typically, um, but it will try to use wherever the indexer is located, whatever time zone the indexer is located in, that's what it will try to use. And that may be what's, uh, what's going on. So, so, you know, you have to set that time zone. It sounds like they're doing that, but it's not, it's probably not taking because then you're getting these, these, um, Searches in the future. Now, I think if you search technically, if you search on last 15 minutes, you won't see anything in the future, right? Because it's just going to literally look 15 minutes ago till now. If you search like all time or if you were to go and put a relative time in that was like a start time of like minus two hours ago and in a plus sign, you actually put a plus sign 2H, meaning two hours into the future, then you might see them actually showing up.
0: But why um, why is it showing them in the future if – it's in GMT. Is is does it have the whole? Because it, it, well, January thirty first three a.m. Yeah, minus zero zero zero.
1: Right, but it's just it just happens to be where the time zone that it's actually the, the time zone that's actually being recorded in the log file is GMT, which is actually is in the future. Um,
0: well, it's not in the future. Well, um, is it? it's not in the future because it's now. Okay so right <laughs>
1: well you have to well that's what i'm saying you have to tell it you have to tell splunk that this is gmt so then it will then resolve to what now is what now means as far as the time like the offset basically right you shouldn't have to do that yeah, well you have to though if it's um if it's uh not recognizing it. If it is Splunk's recognizing the um the timestamp, but it's not in your time zone that you want to search it in.
0: Well right? Yeah, you need to you need to take a look at this, uh person who asked this question because um look at look at when you index it, um Make sure that the time zone is correct. If if Splunk, for example, is not picking up that it's minus 000 GMT, right. then yeah, maybe there's some strange way that it's been formatted, but it should recognize that it's GMT, and then whatever time zone that your brown, your server is in, uh, it will render it it should render it correctly it should render it correctly so so in this case yeah. with iis logs
1: though because of the learned model i think is what's happening is that it sometimes it doesn't get it correct or if you try to override to to set it yourself explicitly if you do it by the source type and you like which would be iis right mm-hmm. typically it'll find it if if you have these other iis-2 iis-3 type source types that maybe splunk is determining it needs to break it out like that, maybe by because the different, um, I, th- I believe it's because the different IIS logs might be different, uh, have, have different header files possibly. Um, but the same, Some you know, do, so yes. Extend, yes. extend it, right? So then it puts a, well, then if you're doing it by source type in the props.com file, which is where you set the time zone, then it will only pick it up for the IIS, but not IIS2 or IIS3. And that could be also well, be could what's do, going
0: on. Yeah, but you could wildcard that. You can say IIS star.
1: No, well yeah not not doesn't always work is what I'm understanding okay. uh, but uh, there's a special way to do it and I am tr- I have support trying to help me figure out exactly what that is but the, but the what will work every time is to do it by source right, instead right. of source type yeah, if you do source it, and then you wildcard that like in the path or whatever like you normally would do as a stanza that will work every time and so just be aware that that you know just you, you can't fail that way by doing it uh, by sending it to tz equals gmt capital gmt um, and then you know have it uh just it it will figure out the difference and it will display correctly like you're like you're saying
0: yeah i mean it should know that it's gmt because splunk generally tries if you provide a time zone it generally picks it up automatically but it's possible that just something is acting weird and you need to to uh set the time zone
1: yeah you just need to set it so if you were and this person sounded like they were (laughs) when you were describing that um and so if if you know so you're, you're totally correct um uh, to, to maybe take it out, leave it alone, see if it'll resolve itself. If not set it by source instead of source type. And then, um, and then it should be, uh, you should be good to go.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I always do look at the physical time that's in the event, the raw event mm-hmm. and the little timestamp that's right next to it, like in the Splunk little metadata where the menu is, because then I'll give you an idea if, if it's accurate. And that's, at least that's how I tell. That's correct. uh, what do we got coming up? There's it's Splunk. There's Splunk, a lot of Splunk live stuff going on in the month of May. Um, Citrix Synergy is at the end of May, May 25th in San Francisco. That's kind of interesting. I've been to that once, really. Uh, yeah, like four or five years ago down in oh, yeah, in Houston, down in Houston, where we you at, and I where, both were at that, where one. we ate at Del Frisco's. Yeah, we were both at that one. I yeah, think. it was Chris, that, Christina that was, Norn's birthday. Remember that's that? That's right. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was, DJ that was Skillman great. ate the huge giant steak.
1: He went for the 72-ounce one. Was yeah, it it was that? Awesome. But they, they weren't going to give it to him free. He just wanted to just buy a big one like that. Right. But it was yeah. mainly
0: bone, yeah. though. It was bone-in. Yeah, it was bone It was bone-in. I've had one like that. It's awesome. Um, uh, that as a reminder, at the end of May, May thirty first, 2011, if you're interested in the Splunk User Conference, Uh, Well, you should go anyways because it's cool. I mean, you get to pick conferences for software and hardware that you go to during a year. You know, like South by Southwest is a cool one. Anything to do with Splunk is usually going to be cool because, you know, it's a lot of cool people and and all that, and uh, you can learn stuff. Uh, If you're interested in being a part of that, there's a call for papers, which means you can... um, uh, I don't even know what a call for papers. I mean, I know it's (laughs) submitting... (laughs) I know it's submitting uh, a a information on what could be presented or what you might present. But does one write a paper there? Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's for presenting. I think um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really for presentation. Cause I clicked on the link on splunk.com slash page splash events. There's a link to that. And it has, uh, you basically just fill it out and what, what you'd like to speak and what your topic is. So you don't really have to write a paper <laughs> call for papers. <laughs> Sometimes they do that at conferences, like real conferences, where people write things, but... Call for PowerPoints. (laughs) That's what it is. Uh, Summer's got stuff like Cisco Live, Fosse, which is an uber government show, Black Hat coming up the end of summer, which is going to be fun. And of course, at the very end of summer, prior to everybody going back to school, we got Splunk User Conference August 15th through 17th, 2011, to get registered because it's going to be awesome. I mean, I hope it's awesome. It'll probably be awesome. I mean, I don't think it'll be awesome. But I think it'll be pretty rad. It's pretty you're, rad. I've been saying too, awesome too lately. So you're
1: too nerdy, man. You're too nerdy. No, I'm going rad. Not for I'm this going show going with just, rad. Yeah, just just for the just for this segment of the
0: show. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, oh. Um. All right. What did we learn this week? What did you learn this oh, week? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Other right, than forgot. everything that we just talked about in the last twenty
1: minutes. What did I learn? Okay, yeah, no, you're totally right. So I learned uh, the thing that that stuck that sticks out in my mind. That's really kind of cool. Is I needed to? Okay, so get this. I needed or I want to build an app. Okay, and I want to have a drop down in like a like an interactive form. Yeah. Uh, where I can like choose from a drop-down list uh, a list of stuff. So normally you do that with a um, Populating search in the XML. It's like a populating search where you have a search that will do a look for something Search for some events and then it will eventually end up piping to a stats count by whatever the name of the field is And then you get those values back and then that populates the drop-down. That's how you do it, right? Technically, right? so so I wanted to get a drop down of all the fields that happen that show up on the left side right i just i want to get all those names oh, cuz i want to pick one of those yeah 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 so i
0: want to get one of when those when you drink beer do you drink doseckis <laughs> exactly when i so, don't I drink like, beer much but when, <laughs> I do, when i do
1: i do i choose doseckis <laughs> Uh, so so what? So I uh, I posted on Splunk Answers to get an answer because I wasn't. I was like, huh, it's got to be a way to get that, but it's not in the metadata. You know we have metadata for host, source, and source type. But I'm thinking fields got to be a metadata somehow. I got to be able to get that. It's not in there, so I'm like, okay, well then how do I? I don't want the values of the fields. I want the field names themselves that show up in that list. So I posted it, and then the answer came back. Is a command called transpose. You pipe to transpose, which transposes that. Into the, the list into a field called column, and then you pipe to what stats count by column, and then you get all the fields. it was real easy, but it's just you have to know that transpose step in the, in the, in the middle there. <laughs> and so I did. I was able to get the dropdown of all the fields, and then I can choose it, and, add, and it adds it to my search, because I'm trying to do um, some interesting things with the field names themselves instead of, uh, instead of the value. So I just thought it was kind of neat. That's the step that you took in case anyone's wondering if you ever had to do it now you know.
0: Interesting. So, what do you do? Just you just pipe to the word transpose. How does that work? Yeah, you just pipe to transpose. Transpose. And then pi- okay, I'm doing. And this. And I'm going source type equals win event log security. I got a sh- mm-hmm. a large. <laughs> I got a large <laughs> amount of fields. <laughs> I got a shh amazing amount of fields. I okay. I pipe to transpose. And pipe to stats stats count by. Uh- or, oh, that's interesting. Or, or pipe, to, oh, just pipe to fields. So, yeah, so pipe the
1: fields,
0: actually, or table. and then it's and then. C- what's interesting is if you pipe it to to feel, if pipe it to transpose, it basically pivots the whole um, set of search results. Okay. Correct. Yeah, Where you yeah. see column, row one, row two, row three, row four, which if you were doing it the other way, you'd normally see the fields. That's right. That's and right. the one that's a- field, yeah, that's cool. The field name is in a field called column, Column, right? And then I could see account domain, account name. And then, of course, if like Maverick was saying, when you use a populating search, we could say fields column, and then it'll just give us the actual single field called column. Wow, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I figured you'd like that and I figured it was worth talking about because you might be able to oh. use it for other kinds of things, you know, interesting things. But, but you know, like when you're going to buy you're like, I want to... You know,
0: it that's around. interesting. So if you're a nerdy Splunk guy, normally you cannot see the underscore fields. Okay. There are fields that are attached to each event that you don't normally get to see. Like, for example, you never see the field name underscore raw, but that's the raw event. You see that what's in it. Right. Um. You never see the, in, the time that an event was actually indexed um let's say you had a batch there's a field called underscore index time so you when you do this you actually see all the hidden fields in splunk which is kind of cool sort of a i mean that's like uber nerdy That i'm even getting excited about that but that's <laughs> well, wow it, it, i like yeah. i like that i learned something from you today on the show i mean thank you that's thank good you. well yeah yeah and then just real, real quick so, transpose you
1: can actually put a number two it's defaulted to five of the flip five of them um so fields will be one of them or the first one but you can actually say transpose and then like a hundred and if you have about a hundred things it'll transpose them the other way i mean if if you had that situation, like a big table like that but that's but transpose by itself will always get the fields because that's in that first
0: five oh i see when you say a uh, hundred it'll get what would have been a hundred rows of events
1: it makes them 100 columns now yeah yeah
0: wow so, whatever th- they are th- <laughs> and it's like i sit there and wonder i'm like why did we do that? And um, there must be a reason. I mean, now I see there's obviously a valid reason, but like someone in engineering went, yeah, we need to be able to pivot this. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, yeah. so for the, wow, so the, probably good. the people that listen like to the that. show,
1: probably that's what they're wanting is all these little esoteric things that they can go, oh, I want to play and get, become more. You know what you get for
0: that, dude? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. One of those. That's awesome. All right. What'd you learn? What'd you all learn? All right. I learned, um, okay, I learned two things this week. One, <laughs> I think I mean, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, we were kind of um, ranting, not in the official rant episode, number 39 or whatever. Yeah. Um, we were ranting about a little bit about Deployment Monitor. Deployment Monitor is a really awesome app now that tells you everything about your Splunk deployment. <laughs> it was right. kind of funny. Maverick and I run this demo server uh, environment for our job. And uh, one of our forwarders went down. And we go into Deployment Monitor. And, we're, and, and there's a little thing that says quiet forwarders. And it said one. Of course, you know. <laughs> Our, uh, our silly selves, which is a polite way of saying something else, uh, didn't set up alerting. There's a little link, although we have alerting set up now. But Deployment Monitor in the past didn't tell you really what your indexing volume was. And that's the only place where you go to look at your indexing volume unless you do a bunch of crazy searches. Right. So that's been updated to version 4.2.2 is what the version of Deployment Monitor is. You should see that as an update within your Splunk um Within your Splunk home page, when you go into Splunk, there's home, it'll say one app updated. Now, one thing I learned is that checks every seven days, so you can't say check now. It'll check by itself every seven days, and you can't change that, which irritates me, but whatever. Now, when I went to upgrade it, it said something strange about invalid app signature, and you want to overwrite. So I selected overwrite, and then I went to the deployment monitor, and it didn't seem to change and i was like what and i emailed the product manager and all this stuff he's like you got to restart it doesn't tell you you have to restart but when you upgrade deployment monitor it won't look like it's upgraded until you restart splunk uh but is that that
1: true for any app that you No, it's
0: not true for any app i think it had something to do with the overwriting and the invalid app signature so i don't really don't know what the cause of that was but um Install a new version of Deployment Monitor and restart your Splunk server, and it'll give you a lot more. There's actually a new tab up there called License Report, and it'll give you what your peak is Mm -hmm. for, like, this week, and it'll give you a bunch of other stats on what you're indexing, so, you know, you can uh, figure that out. Next thing I learned. Here's the last thing. I'm going to let you go really quick because I know you got something to do. Um, I had somebody totally screw themselves up beyond all repair, okay, this week. This is amazing. Imagine that. Imagine that. And I gotta say, honestly, this was a pretty foolish way to deploy it. And most people that are listening to this are like, What? Yeah, it was. Okay. First of all, <laughs> person then? deployed Splunk didn't realize what how much disk space was on their VM. They deployed Splunk in a four gigabyte volume. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Then they and they had Splunk uh they had they were using the free version of Splunk for like a year, so they must have been doing a tiny amount of logs. It sounds like, so they yeah. started so somebody at some point in time threw a bunch of firewall logs in there. Now, th- this person had a bunch of users in there that were admins. And this person was like, oh, man, I, I don't see anything prior to April 21st. And I'm like, he's like, where's my data? So I go in there <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm splunking Splunk so I can Splunk Splunk. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going through the internal index. I'm going through the audit log. I'm seeing when people are logging in, I'm seeing changes made to the index size. The main index size. So somebody went in there at some point in time, probably got that message that says, you don't have enough disk space free. Went and changed the index size, the max data megabytes to 500 oh, megs. Oh, no. 500 okay. megs. So the minute you change that and restart the Splunk server, guess done. what happened to all of his you, old data? Gonski. It's okay.
1: It's, it, it, oh,
0: man. Right. Then I said to him, he's like, but I got forwarders. I go, Ah. Right, lovely. Let's just SSH into your forwarders and tell your forwarders to re index all the data. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, right. Except, not the case. His forwarders were just being, they were kind of what I call pass through forwarders. They were listening on 514, consolidating events, and streaming them to the indexer. So there was oh. no events on the forwarder. Oh, no, okay. Wow. So, and then I was also surprised that there was actually four gigs of space. I'm like, bro, you need to vo- grow your volume, attach another one, do the thing I talked about 20 minutes ago and move it. And mm-hmm. then what I told him is here's what I like to do. Okay. Anytime I'm doing syslog into Splunk, I never let Splunk listen on 514. No, don't do it. You do it, you're an idiot. Why? Why are you an idiot? I I don't see
1: why that would be an
0: idiot. Why would it be an idiot? Why? To do that? I think I this is my opinion. Okay. Um because if you if you ever have to reindex, you don't have the raw original data. Okay? This case he had um copies of Splunk on forwarders and um if something let's say if Splunk goes down, or somebody shuts off splunk or you reboot it or whatever oh, oh, you're there's talking- nothing to receive data on 514 okay so, so you're ta- you're talking about if you had syslog there instead that's what i said okay. if you're oh, using okay. if you're sending data over syslog i really like to run syslog itself or syslog-ng and have it write to a file that way you have a file cache you're protecting yourself against yourself okay yeah yeah so what I did is I went into his server, <clears throat> set up syslog to listen remotely, set it to dump everything to a file, and had Splunk's forwarder read that file and stream it because you can have a lot of different situations where your UDP traffic becomes overloaded or you know something happens and you just need to copy of that data. And in this case, he had set up his max data size and it wiped all of his data. And it's like, I, <clears throat> it's the first time I've ever said to somebody in Splunk, your dude, your hosed, <laughs> right? So we got him to a much better place, which is good. But well, yeah, actually, actually, his approach is not bad,
1: actually, in um, overall, because then if it only breaks one, it doesn't bottleneck everybody else, right? Having different syslog servers collecting in different nodes like that, and then having splint forwarded up. Well, sure,
0: sure, that's, it's, that's it's, fine. You know
1: that that's that's good but i see what you're saying love the forwarders you, 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 but
0: protect yourself from yourself y-
1: by putting y- a yeah no that's that that i i get that i wasn't assuming that right when you were saying it i was thinking something different. You, and totally i told him right
0: i go that. you know and and then when i when i described the situation was configuring me it was like yeah, i really like that that's a great idea i protect myself and i said you know don't worry about it because when people are looking a lot of times when people deploy brand new products they don't know what the best practices are they just like set it up and they don't know that bad things can happen and you know, it's not really Splunk's fault. It's just like you put all these infrastructure pieces in. If there's a way that you can sort of make things redundant, add a couple extra steps to protect yourself, there's going to be a weird situation where things fail. So <laughs> that was my. Uh, if there was a stupid stuff that happened this week segment, uh, that that would be that, that oh, would qualify right, all right there. <laughs> before we say happy Splunking, I started a new show called Stuff Splunkers Should Know. Okay. And that's on YouTube.com slash Splunk Ninja. And uh, I'm basically just sort of kind of going in. It's like me on camera, but it's also me demoing different things uh that I feel like I think people should know, whatever it is. Um and I got a yeah, couple of cool things that I'm thinking about for the next couple of episodes. Uh and uh if you've got stuff you're interested in, just you know, send an email to whatever address of somebody at Splunk.com will get it to me. But if you've got questions how do you let us know, Maverick?
1: You just send it to Splunk Talk at Splunk.com, and you tell us how cool we are and what you'd like us to answer for you. And if you'd like a t-shirt, we'll send you one.
0: That's awesome. Are you addicted to anything right now, Maverick? Other than uh, winning? Don't I don't know. It's right winning. That's right. Just winning. winning. <laughs> All right. It's, it's a Friday. I'm fairly happy today. Uh, so far. And I'm also happy I learned that transpose thing. You can tell yeah. how giddy I am I, 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 about yeah, that. You're just a nerd, but that's I'm, what we love I'm you for. I'm so, so <laughs> giddy about that. I just want to play Justin Bieber.
1: <laughs> All right, man. I got to right. go. I got I to gotta meet you. All right, man. So. Have a fabulous
0: right. day. Happy Splunking, everybody. Ha- happy Take care. Splunkin'. All right. <laughs> I just got to hear Justin Bieber again. Oh, wow. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>